Welcome back to 10 Songs with Aaron, the VIPs and MP3s edition, where I take a stroll down memory lane to, you know, talk about some of my friends from back in the day, as well as give you a rundown on some of my favorite songs and how some of those songs remind me of those said friends. This time around, I'm going to get into one of my friends I met just before going to college. It was Doug. I met him in the summer of 94. We started working at the state office across the street from the zoo. We were both student helpers. Doug is another one of those guys where if it wasn't for this job, I probably would have never met him. It's one of those things where, you know, you meet a person and they become your friend, but you also realize that had it not been for this specific experience your paths may have never crossed because you guys are so divergently different and that was really the case with Doug you know Doug was this real nerdy dude howly boy a vegetarian before it was trendy to be a vegetarian with this super dry sense of humor in some respects he was a little mousy a little shy very reserved and I'm that same way too just portrayed differently he was doing this job for I think a a couple years prior, so he was the vet there. I was just the incoming rookie. So we'd have to go on different runs. Initially, we would have to go to different state office buildings to drop things off, pick things up. So during that time, you know, for him, he had, he had like a, an accord or something and he'd have like a CD player attached to the tape deck, you know, old school style. And he'd be just Blasting all kinds of music like Fugazi. I think Ozo Motley was in there. He was big into classical music, Pachelbel's Canon in D. I remember listening to that. You know, he's like, check out the real canons that were going off and boom. And, you know, he was into Stravinsky and he was just into a lot of different stuff. Even Jimi Hendrix, he introduced me to that stuff. It really opened my eyes to different music that I wasn't very used to. In and around that time, the grunge scene was coming up. Doug had his own band, and it was it was more punk than grunge music. I associate Doug with a lot of the rock that I slowly integrated in because he he pushed me all the way to the edges of what I was not used to, like you know, like the Fugazis that are just screaming or you know stuff like that. And from there, I started realizing, oh, I, I kind of do like. Heavy guitars, crunchy guitars, a little bit of screaming, screamo, whatever you want to call it. So while Doug wasn't necessarily into grunge, he, I think he pushed my edge to the point where I started to like and accept alternative rock music and appreciate it for its style. So here are the top 10 songs that were influenced through Doug. Number 10, I Mashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Got to number 92 in 1995, won the Grammy for Best Hard Rock Performance. You know, sometimes we would listen to The Smashing Pumpkins, Today, a couple other songs, but you know, when that Melancholy Infinite Sadness came out, it was a big double album, so we spent some time listening to that. He was into it. You know, there's an orchestral portion to some of the songs on that album. You know, Bullet with Butterfly Wings, I I liked it because of its aggressiveness. Number nine, Rob Zombie's Dragula, the Hot Herman remix. This came off the Matrix soundtrack in 1998. While I was already done working with Doug at that point in 98, like around the Matrix time, I just remember him 
talking about White Zombie and those kind of heavier groups that I would have never listened to if he didn't introduce me to. When this came out, I was like, ooh, I like it. Number eight, Live, I Alone from 1994. Again, just heavy, a little bit darker than I was used to. You know, that rock sound. He and I would just listen to 97.5 or Radio Free Hawaii during that time and We'd go on, like, to our lunches. We'd burn, like, three hours of our paychecks just buying uh, Govinda's juice and French bread with easy cheese. Get yelled at by our, our seniors, like, what what the hell are you guys doing on two-hour lunches? It's like, well, you guys paid us five seventy five to move, like, a ton of books and stuff, and we'd, we deserve to get paid way more because the movers that you would have paid for probably would have cost maybe... Five or six times more than we did. And we'd have to use our own cars to move some of the stuff. They couldn't argue with that. Number seven, Temple of the Dog, Hunger Strike. This was the Chris Cornell, Eddie Vedder supergroup from 1991. Again, just, you know, that guitar sound, that heavy guitar sound. You know, when I listen to Jimi Hendrix, those types, because of Doug, I, I think about you know, the harder rock music I listen to now, you know, how inventive and ahead of his time Jimi Hendrix was and what he could do with an electric guitar. You know, I listen to, you know, Temple of the Dog and stuff, and I just like that sound, that crunchy guitar riffs. Sometimes I need it, you know, in, in place of just, you know, like the like bass from R&B and hip-hop. Number six, Beck's Where It's At. Got to number 61 in 1996, won the Grammy for Best Male Rock Performance. Beck was one of those guys that Doug, you know, he's like, check this song out. And I remember there was a song, Fume, that I guess Beck was doing whippets in a car or something. And it was just the weirdest song. And, and because Beck is so inventive, creative, out of the box that, you know, Doug dug him. And where it's at was more hip-hop. Odele, the whole album was more hip-hop. Had a more hip-hop feel to it, which appealed to me, you know, turntables, scratching. So Beck kind of bridged that gap between he and I musically. Number five, I picked Black Hole Sun from Soundgarden. Got to number 30 in 94. Again, Chris Cornell, a darker, brooding song that the video was weird as hell too, but I started to really get into grunge. I was never really a grunge fan until a little bit after that grunge scene had fully taken hold. Number four, I picked Candlebox, Far Behind. Got to number 18 in 1993. It's a cool song. Sometimes people don't remember this song in the grunge era, but for me, I've always remembered Candlebox. I always thought that was a... Far Behind was such a cool song. I'll remember that song for some reason ahead of even some Nirvana stuff, some Pearl Jam stuff. I don't, I don't know why. It just, I don't know, it just kind of attached to me for some strange reason. Number three, Alice in Chains, Man in a Box from 1992. Got a Grammy nomination for Best Hard Rock Performance. Deservedly so. Very heavy. And it's dark. Jerry Cantrell. His voice is different than I'm used to. So all those things put together, I'm kind of captivated by it. Number two, Ivana's Come As You Are from num- from 1992. Got to number 32. See, I never really liked it Smells Like Teen Spirit, but I liked Come As You Are a little darker, a little... I don't know if it's more 
mainstream or less mainstream than Smells Like Teen Spirit, but I think it's one of Nirvana's best songs. That guitar introduction is super sinister to me. That while Nirvana didn't affect me early on, looking back as an adult, I started to like and appreciate their music a little more. And finally, my number one song is Pearl Jam's Jeremy. It was actually released in 92 and then subsequently re-released in 95 and got to number 79. It's such a dark song when you listen to the lyrics. They talk about like school violence and the song was in some respects very prophetic about school bullying and how it affects children that are affected by the bullying and what they do to retaliate. It's so dark but very timely, very important. Crazy. That's a 25 year old song that still very much resonates till today which is the complete opposite of Doug Doug was such a good guy he just he was very helpful he was he kind of held my hand in some respects at work and even when I'm listening to some of his music where I didn't get it but he's like take a listen you know open your ears just give it a chance and because of that fact yeah I appreciate alternative rock in a different way. Without him, maybe I, I don't like rock music as much. I haven't talked to Doug in a long time. I think he's on the mainland. I'm not sure if he was doing more um, orchestra stuff, but he was always into that. Maybe he's still making music. Hopefully I'll catch up with him one day. But if you're out there, Doug, hopefully you're doing well. Um, so yeah, so if you think you have the idea of what the topic was for this top 10 list... Definitely hit me up, 10songsaron at gmail.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Give it five stars if you can, and I will talk to you later.